Welcome to the We Are Peru podcast, a podcast highlighting topics related to the Peru Central School District and greater Peru community. Welcome to the We Are Peru podcast. This is season one, episode seven. My name is John Mitchell, and I'm joined today, as usual, by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Nick Damiani. How are you doing today, Nick? Doing well, John. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Pretty much in the home stretch, uh, going on break in a few days for a yes, little bit, right? Looking forward to that. Uh, I think we're getting some snow tonight. How much are we so supposed to get? Ranges. I heard five to ten inches, and I know some schools are already going remote. So it seems uh, that snow is on the horizon, and everybody's trying to prepare a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that's what's coming as we head into spring break. So, fantastic. It's funny, last week as I started to put out a lot of my spring and summer stuff, I, I know every year we get that one last yeah. Snowstorm, and, and, and here it is. Yeah. Winter doesn't want to let go, but it does not hopefully after this go. point we are uh, good to go. And, you know, when we get into the springtime, you know, that beginning of the springtime, then usually uh, school districts start talking about budgets and, you know, forecasting for what we're going to be looking at for the upcoming school year. Uh, and we are in the middle of that here in Peru right now. We're at the, we're in the heart of budget season, uh, and there's been a lot of planning and things happening behind the scenes. And to help us traverse those waters, we've got two special guests today. We have our superintendent of schools, Dr. Thomas Palmer. How are you doing today, sir? Good, John. I appreciate you and Nick always taking the time to, to have the podcast for us to, to be able to talk to the community. Always a pleasure having you. And we also have our school business administrator, Mr. Randy Sapp. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, so, like I said in the beginning, we're right in the middle, uh, you know, of the heart of the, the budget season. So, uh, just want to provide an opportunity to give everyone an overview of where we're at in the process, what the numbers are looking like, maybe maybe provide some information that can, pr you know, give some clarity or answer some questions. Uh, so, Dr. Palmer, do you want to get us kind of started as to where we're at? Yeah, um, Mr. Sapp is always a very integral part of the budget process, but this year I have to also give him major kudos. Uh, I couldn't have done it without him. He's done a great job, too, as our, as our COVID officer. So uh, Mr. Sapp won't say much on that, but the amount of hours that we spend with COVID and dealing with the health department and dealing with situations, he's, he's been a stellar, very important um, piece of that process. So... I just personally want to just extend that to him and thank him very much for that. The other piece in between when he gets a couple minutes to be able to do some budget type items, <laughs> um, it's an opportunity also to look at the past, predict for the future. And uh, Mr. Sapp is one of the best at doing that. And we've had a number of conversations about where we are. Uh, there's still a number of unknowns that we don't know. We've heard about this speculatory money that's come from the federal government but it has not been given to the state at this time where we've been allocated any resources. So we talk in speculation a lot of time also in forecasting. But um, Mr. Sapp, my three years been here, he's done a great job and uh, he, he continually does it in all the budget workshops. And we wanted to bring a quick synopsis uh, to the community to let them know what's going on for those that have really not been following the budget that closely. So, so far, we've had a series of uh, workshops uh, in planning the uh, upcoming budget, uh, the proposed budget, which is scheduled to go before voters on May 18th. Um, we've had four uh, workshops, and we have some remaining workshops. Uh, the next uh, scheduled workshop is on April 13th, uh, after our spring break. 
and then we'll also have one immediately following that on April 15th, followed up, uh, and hope to have a final budget uh, ready for the voters to approve uh, at our final budget workshop, which is scheduled for April 20th. Um, what we're anxiously waiting for now uh, is the uh, state budget, which will, uh, when approved, uh, give us our forecasted revenues. Uh, state aid accounts for a significant component, uh, upwards of 53% of our entire revenues um, to support our budget. So that is a significant number that we're anxiously waiting for. In addition to that, uh, we are anticipating um, the American Rescue Plan funds. Uh, it is projected, although we haven't seen firm numbers yet, uh, that we will receive a significant amount of money uh, related to the most recent stimulus plan. Those funds uh, we hope to be able to use to uh, allocate towards what we're referring to as a power-up program to assist in um, programs specifically designed to close um, some of the academic gaps uh, related to the pandemic. Um, in addition to uh, allocation associated with that, uh, we are, the board is committed to uh, supporting programs uh, that we currently have with regards to instruction and operations. So it, it'll predominantly be uh, an overall budget of rolling over this year's budget and supporting programs and instruction that we have in, in place now um, with a significant amount of funds predominantly coming from the uh, federal funds designed to uh, be allocated towards um, these uh, power-up programs. In addition, uh, we are anticipating, um, you know, uh, having some, still some challenging uh, times associated with the pandemic uh, in the 21-22 school year, uh, and we want to build some flexibility in the budget, and that's what we uh, are planning for as well. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, um, we all hope for uh, the reopening of everything on uh, July 4th, certainly, uh, but we do uh, anticipate, um, you know, uh, some things continuing uh, next year and beyond July 4th, and that's what we're, we're planning for. With regards to uh, our tax levy, um, which is, uh, you know, um, a significant portion that's uh, obviously, this accounts for a little over 37% of our, uh, our revenue side of our uh, budget. Um, that is subject to a uh, tax levy limit. Um, uh, and this year, our tax levy limit uh, established uh, by an eight-step formula is uh, calculated out to be uh, limited to only an increase of 1.7%. Uh, um, so that uh, is um, the amount uh, that the levy is estimated uh, to increase by, and there is no intention uh, at this point of exceeding that levy limit. Uh, the school board could uh, elect to uh, exceed that limit. Uh, however, at this point, uh, there is no intention of doing that. If the school board had uh, expressed an interest in exceeding that levy limit, it would require what is referred to as a supermajority 
or 60% uh, of the vote would have to approve that. Um, but there is no intention of uh, going down that road at this point. Mr. Sapp, uh, we, we had had this discussion last summer when we, had, we were dealing with the mascot, and uh, some of our public didn't really have an understanding of the breakdown of what the tax levy is versus state aid. Uh, I learned that firsthand as we were having these conversations. Um, would you elaborate a hair more on what the tax levy actually is for the general public so they understand? And then also, as you, you had stated before, is 37%. I don't, I don't think people always realize this. We are, we are state aid dependent of 63%. Am I correct on that? Yeah. So, it's, um, so the tax, tax levy makes up approximately 37% of our total um, revenue. Uh, in supporting our programs uh, at Peru Central School District and the state aid that uh, flows in and it, it changes from year to year but uh, last year or excuse me this year in supporting uh, this year's budget was approximately 53 percent um, was uh, directly from uh, state aid. Now that comes in categorical aid which is uh, directly associated with particular uh, components such as building aid uh, but the overall state aid, uh, inclusive of categorical aid, is uh, about 53%. Um, so the burden of um, supporting the programs here uh, is, uh, majority of it comes from uh, state aid, not the local tax levy, which accounts for only about 37%. Thank you. Um, as I indicated, uh, the majority of um, our intention at this point uh, is twofold. It's to fund the, uh, the Power Up uh, program and also to just uh, roll over uh, the budget. Um, there are some minor other additional, as every year, we do have some additional budget proposals that some uh, of our departments and areas submit. Uh, and we're going to attempt to keep them uh, to a minimum uh, amount of uh, increases. But as you would expect, uh, as enrollments change, uh, so do some of the requirements. And we do have some additional uh, additions that will be uh, part of this year's budget. Uh, and that will be some of the items that will be reviewed by the school board uh, through the budgetary process. Uh, but the most anxious uh, thing that we're waiting for at this point is, of course, our, our revenues, uh, both at the federal and at the state level. Um, the federal coming from um, the federal stimulus uh, plan or the American Rescue Plan to see what our all allocation will actually be. It's our understanding that this allocation uh, will be significant and it will be uh, permitted to use it over a period of two years. Um, so it won't be something that we will necessarily allocate all in uh, a one-year um, use, but uh, something that we will uh, spread out over uh, two years. Um, so th this power-up uh, program would extend uh, potentially over two years and use that American Rescue Plan money uh, to do so. All right, so the school board, or sorry, the, the school budget vote is set for May 18th, uh, tentatively, right? That could be subject <laughs> to some change. Uh, uh, but when it comes to that point in time, if, you know, we're obviously hoping that the budget passes, uh, 
Um, what do we have? You know, what, what do we have to do if the budget vote does fail? If there, we don't get enough yes votes, what kind of situation does that put us in? You know, looking toward next year. So at that point, uh, there are a number of decisions that the board uh, could make. Um, it could uh, go ahead and decide um, to simply have a revote of the, of the same budget and put the same budget before the voters uh, for um, consideration. It could reduce the amount of the budget and revise the budget for consideration, uh, or it could consider immediately accepting a, a contingent budget. Uh, and if it accepted a contingent budget, uh, that would restrict the levy to the amount it was uh, this year. Um, so there would be no increase in the tax uh, levy. Um, so the amount uh, would be, um, uh, the tax levy or that portion of the revenue would be restricted to the amount that it was this year. Okay, so any of the new kind of programs or things that we're looking to put in place to respond to the situation we've been in the past year? I know you mentioned something about the Power Up program. Like that, that would all be tabled at that point in time because that's considered an addition. Is that correct? Some of those programs would be uh, subject to review and consideration. Okay. Yeah. So I could put us in a, you know, it could put us in a tight situation, uh, you know, trying to forecast to what we'd want to be able to roll out uh, plan-wise and operation cost into next year. Is the Power Up program, is, is, is that a state program or is some of that funds federal? It, the Power Up program um, would be uh, related to expenses associated with um, the pandemic-related um, uh, expenditures. Um, and uh, the school board will be reflecting on those expenditures and potentially using predominantly American Rescue Plan uh, funds, which we don't know exactly how much that will be at this point. Um, but there also uh, can be the use of, of general funds as well associated with that. So it, it, there can be a balance of, of the two. Um, predominantly, it, uh, it is likely that they would use the American Rescue Plan, but they are committed also to using some general fund as well if that becomes necessary. Excellent. So and hopefully, go ahead, uh, I just want to elaborate on John, too, what, what Mr. Sapp said. It is a local plan now. Okay. It is not a federally funded. Uh, Mr. Sapp, one thing, if you've been through the years with him, he does a great job in labeling right, yeah. and naming things. So he names things very well, but it's actually local control on that. Okay. It's not a federally, it's, it, we'll call it a federally funded, but it's not, it's not designed by the federal government. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Thank you. Uh, so goal being that hopefully, you know, people are informed, right? We're using this as an avenue to inform the public. We have our open opportunities through either virtual attendance or in-person attendance uh, for our budget workshops where a lot of this information is kind of shared and part of conversation. So hopefully this increase in information helps educate, you know, everyone within the community with the right information and we can get enough support to get the budget to pass appropriately and then we can kind of look to start planning how we're going to, you know, what we're going to put in place for next year. Yeah, one of the things I want to be clear on is we, we still don't know the amount of the American Rescue Plan funds, uh, and we also don't know what restrictions will be related to those use of those funds. So when I say it's kind of a balancing act, uh, we don't know exactly what we'll be able to use those, those funds for, too. So um, there is also the possibility that 
um, we would potentially use general funds too um, to mm -hmm. balance the two. I think the other thing is to share with everybody, the, uh, the, the listeners also, Mr. Sapp does a great job with his PowerPoint presentations. You can also find them on the website. Um, they depict exactly what he talks about very well. Um, you say picture paints a thousand words. Uh, Mr. Sapp puts it in very easy, visible, easy to use terms so you can understand exactly percentages as he uses his pie charts. Um, he does bar graphs and really outlines it very well. So if people don't catch the, the budget meeting or, or, or the, uh, the actual uh, board meeting, you have the opportunity to review that information also at that time, so. Excellent. So uh, at this point, is there, uh, outside of that, any other additional information you'd like to share? I think the, the toughest part is still yet to come. Mr. Sapp and I talk all the time. We have not got the uh, state portion yet. They're still working through that process down there with Mr. Cuomo and the legislator. Um, we, I've had multiple meetings the last couple of days. They are still not where they're supposed to be. So by April 1st, they're supposed to have a tentative budget in place. Uh, I've already been told that that's not going to occur. So that will delay a few things. But we just want to let me sure the viewers know that, you know, we're staying on top of it too from the school district side, but we are also waiting on um, what Albany's going to do. Well, I appreciate the two of you coming in as, as often as you do to make sure that people have multiple ways to get such important information. Yeah, I agree. So, so all right. Thank you both for joining us. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the We Are Peru podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share us with your colleagues and friends. And consider leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at NDamianiPCSD and JMitchellPCSD. Thanks again for listening. And remember, we are Peru. <laughs>